This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, we've been considering a topic for quite some time now. Understanding the season we are. We're looking at abundance of rain. We're looking at activating the faith. At some point, we were also looking at the sevenfold blessing, especially now and in this season. And um, I am trusting the Lord that even as this month comes to an end, it will be an ushering into abundance of his portion for you. In the name of Jesus. It will be an ushering into that which he has predestinated long ago that we are yet to possess. There will be a massive possession of that which he has willed unto you. In the name of Jesus. Now this morning we will be considering a topic. The fire that produces your portion. The fire that produces your portion. Now, recall that even though fire is meant to burn, sometimes it also purifies. Hallelujah. Now, also recall in the book of Habakkuk, when the Lord instructed the priest and he said, for the silver, when you put it in fire, you know, they shall be refined and they will shine again. By the end of this short exaltation, destinies will be restored in the name of Jesus. And I discover that not even Jesus contained without this. Can we quickly look at the book of Luke chapter 49? I mean, Luke chapter 12, verse 49. Luke 12, 49. The fire that produces your portion. Luke 12, 49. Are you there? Okay, I read from here. And this is Jesus speaking. And it was strange to me when I stumbled at this recently. And Jesus said, I came to send word to send fire on the earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. I came to set fire on the earth. Now when you look at verse 51, do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth, I tell you the truth, not at all, but rather division. And when I looked at these scriptures, I was wondering, why should Jesus himself be speaking like this? When you look at other versions, especially the King James Version, and he said, I came to set fire on earth. I came to confront 
I came to confront. I came to confront. Now, even though Jesus himself, all things were made by him and for him, he contended for it. At some point, he needed to appear in hell and also to collect the keys that were in the possession of the enemies. And you know, most of the times, we thought that, of course, Christianity, when you look at Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the peacemakers and all of that. And we perhaps thought that even our portion will come to us just by maintaining peace always. But I came to understand that there are times we need to set Firefox if they will at all come to us. And should you just be complacent about it, you will discover that those that understand it will fight for it. And what is rightfully yours, they will receive it and enjoy it before your presence. And to a very large extent, I see that that is what is happening to the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. And Jesus said, I came to set fire on earth because everything that existed upon the earth were made for him. So why should he be setting fire? It is because he understood that there are powers that are also interested in his portion. And should you think this morning that it is only you that is interested in, even though that thing has been willed to you, there are also authorities, there are also powers that is actually more than us. But thanks be to God that having been called into marvelous light, we now possess authority over those powers. Now this morning, the Lord will help us to set every necessary fire we may need to in the realization of our portion this season and forever in the name of Jesus. Now, can you quickly again look at Matthew chapter 11? You know, another statement that Jesus made still about this. Even though several times we quote it, Matthew 11 verse 11 to 12, it came with me again with different understanding. And it is on these two scriptures we share together this morning. Matthew 11, verse 11 to 12. I read from here. And actually this was Jesus speaking to his disciples just around the period of his baptism about John. And he said, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Praise the Lord. In other words, you and I is greater than John the Baptist. Now, and he went further speaking. And from that day, even though he was great, from that day, 
the days of the John the Baptist until now, what happens to the kingdom of God? He suffered what? Violence. He, it suffered violence. You see, and I discovered that it was not authority the kingdom of God suffers. Because for the authority, it has been given as it was given to him. He also bestowed on us. It was not power. The kingdom of God suffers. In fact, it is not popularity. It is not numbers. The kingdom of God suffers. What does it suffer now? Violence. And it is only those that are violent that were able to take it gently. Is that what your Bible says? How? They took it by force. And that tells me that even though the kingdom of God is meant for them, there are contentions. Again, this is Jesus speaking. And they took that kingdom where they are meant to reign by force. By force. But again, those that this is not meant for seem to understand it better than us. Those that this portion were not willed unto seem to be fighting with every tool available to them, even up till now. In fact, the Bible says, from that time till today, what the kingdom of God what the church suffers from, even till now that we are seated, is violence. And you know, actually we have been taught not to be violent. Isn't it? But this is not speaking of the physical violence of exercising mercy. But men that understands their place and they are willing to contend for whatever it is that is meant for them violently in the spirit realm. And I discover that most of the times the thing we are afraid of, perhaps witches, wizards, and what have you, if only you will summon courage to contend, you will get there and discover that there is little or no reason at all to be afraid. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You will get there and discover there is little or no reason at all to be afraid. Now, you know, most of the time we sing the song, Abraham's blessings are ours. And it really looks to me like we do not yet understand what Abraham's blessing is. And we have not yet walked into it. Even though we keep professing it. Yet, without any form of force accompanying that confession. Recall when in Genesis chapter 12, God himself made a covenant with Abraham. Can you look at Genesis chapter 12? 
when you look at verse 7 of Genesis 12, the promise that you need to contend for. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, Unto your seed. Especially if you are looking at the old King James Version. My version says, to your descendants. Unto your seed, I will give what? I will give this land. Now, when you also look at chapter 13, verse 15, again, and it says, verse 15, for all the land which you see, I give to you. Look at it. It did not say, I will give to you. I give to you and to your seed. For how long? Even till now. Now, when you look at that scriptures, it did not say, to thy seeds. It says, to your seed. What I'm looking at here is the contention that came up eventually over that which was meant for his seed. And actually, we are the seed of Abraham. So that was specific to Isaac. Are you there? But when Ishmael of course, you know Ishmael was not part of this. But even till now, Ishmael understands what that meant. Until date, Ishmael is still fighting to make sure that that which the Lord himself has willed to the seed of Abraham in Isaac and several generations after him forever till now they try to ridicule it, even if they cannot get it. And we have been so at peace, very quiet and gentle, and before our very eyes, that which the Lord himself released unto you by covenant is being taken away. The Lord will help our heart to understand that even though there is a promise, even though we are trusting him for such abundance of rain, even though we are trusting him for sevenfold blessing and activating your faith to receive, there is also a place of spiritual contention. There is also a place of spiritual contention. Now, look at that first scriptures again, Genesis 12, 7. You see, and God appeared to Abraham and gave him this promise. And he said, I will bless you. And he even went on to assure him and he said, but my covenant is with you. This agreement, you have it. And for sure you know that God will not break his own covenant. Except we do. 
the moment God finished pronouncing this, come to verse 10. The Bible says, and there was a famine in the land. Praise the Lord. And I see that as a mysterious famine that was, was meant to distract him from that which the Lord has pronounced. Regardless, regardless of every form of distraction, may the Lord help us to be focused in the name of Jesus. Now, and there was famine in the land. This is the land where Abraham was. And Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land. And you know that it was in going down to Egypt, backsliding started creeping in. He told everybody that his wife, his legitimate wife, was his sister. How often though the Lord has spoken and there are a lot of contention with what the Lord has said. And we think we are actually taking an escape route. We plan ourselves from the plan and the purpose of God because of what is happening around us. Can you tell somebody, even in this land, there is a portion for you. Sometimes you may even think, let me leave this country, let me go to another country, and all of that. If the Lord has not asked you to go there, for your portion is there, remain here. And you recall that when Abraham left, he took several years again of backsliding in that land. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. He will help us that we will not go down. Just like the prophecy says early this year, it will be an upward swing for everyone. In the name of Jesus. It will be an upward swing for everyone. In the name of Jesus. And you know, there was another man who was so determined to, to receive what ordinarily should be meant for him. And he did not just sit at home. That was Elisha. You know, when Elijah was about leaving, if not that Elisha, you know, kept following him at every point, I wonder what would have happened. Perhaps he would have died without anointing. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says at Gilgal, this is Second Kings. Second Kings chapter 2. At Gilgal, he said unto Elisha, I need to move to Bethel. And you know, Gilgal was a place where the children of Israelites settled when they just came to the promised land. And the Lord instructed them to circumcise again for him all those that have passed through the wilderness and that actually signifies 
forgiveness of sin. And he said, I go to Bethel. The Lord has asked me to go to Bethel. And Elijah, I mean, Elisha insists to move with him. And when they go to Bethel, Bethel, which signifies the, the house of God. In other words, a place of fellowship with God. He encouraged him to remain here. For I move on to where? Bible students. To where? To Jericho. And you know, perhaps that instruction came to some of us who appreciate God. At least I have had forgiveness of sin. Now I am here fellowshipping with God. It is enough. But that man was never satisfied. And he insisted, bid me not to leave thee. And he moved with him again to Jericho. And you know, Jericho was a place where they experienced the power of God. The power that brought down that demonic wall. And he encouraged him again. Stay here. For I go to where? I go to Jordan. The Lord has asked me to go to Jordan. And he insisted again. He must get there. Even though we have tasted of the power of God now. I will not stop here. And he moved on. And at Jordan. Recall that that was the place of Jesus' baptism. And the Calvary experience thereafter. And Elijah discovers that nothing can stop this man from following. Then he asked, what do you want from me? And he asked for, what now? The double portion of Elijah's anointing. Now, should the Lord be asking you, what do you want now in this day? What will be your answer? You know, a similar question came to Solomon. And God said to Solomon, make a request. And Solomon said, all I need is wisdom. It was in the wisdom himself became rich. The Lord will help our hearts to know that that which he has willed unto us, not even eyes have seen. There is no heart upon the earth that has been able to conceive it. And I am wondering, Lord, help me to even conceive it. But the Bible says, it has not even entered the heart of man, not even you. The intention of God for your life. But how come up till now it looks like the days are going and going and several are becoming old. They have not yet tasted. It is simply because we have deliberately, and I'll use the word deliberately, allowed the hiddens to take part in what is rightfully yours. And that is why I love the man 
James and John. Who, when they needed to even penetrate Jerusalem with the word of God, there were a lot of conspiracy about them. But they never allowed that to shake them. And eventually, they came to discover that, look, as long as what these men are doing is of God, we cannot succeed. And that was when they left them alone. But because they persisted, supposing when they first arrested them and they gave them 40 strokes, they said, well, since we are confronted with all of this persecution, let us leave. And that is exactly what we are doing. Since we are confronted with all manner of persecution and confrontation, let us just maintain our peace. JJ. But Jesus said, I come to set fire on earth. Do you think I come to establish peace? In order to take that which was meant for him. In fact, everything were made for him and by him. And over that kingdom, another has come to establish his throne, the prince of this world. Praise the Lord. Now, do you recall also the experience in 2 Kings chapter 7 of those four lepers? Four lepers. Men who ordinarily, ordinarily, they were not allowed to be in the city. And I hope you know that the Bible says these men were at the city gate. That was where they were. In fact, by the culture of Israel, they have no portion. But these are men that God has enlisted. Even we seated here this morning, there have been an enlistment into that which the Lord has willed. You know, I did not tell us about the baptism that Jesus needed to be baptized. When he was speaking in, in Luke chapter 12, verse 51, if you read it downward from 52, 53, and he said, I wish that the fire were kindled, but now there is a baptism for me. The baptism of our deliverance, he needed to settle that first before he can return to face the world. The baptism of our restoration, the baptism that engrafted us into that portion, he needed to face it. And when he was done with that, the Bible says he walked into heaven. And collect even the keys that has been in possession of Satan. Now in Luke chapter, I mean, 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. Can we quickly look at that? 2 Kings chapter 7. It was such a season where there seemed to be hunger in the land that 
a woman who carries the pregnancy of his own, her own child for nine months and deliver the child, we take that child, slaughter the child, butcher the child, and put it on a boiling pot to make pepper soup for food. That was what was happening in that land. Yet, an instruction came by the mouth of the Lord. Just like the instruction has come to us. That was how it also came to them. And he says, by this time tomorrow. You see, when the Lord has been saying this to us, probably you may be checking the size of your pocket. Can I say to you that the promise of the Lord is not depending on the size of your pocket. In fact, if it were to depend on that, then it's really not a promise. And everyone is asking, how can this be? And that foolish man said, even if God will open the windows of heaven, this cannot be. And you remember the response of the prophet to him. Hmm? He said, you will see it all, but you will not partake of it. And that happened to him. You see, so many people will become perpetually poor because of unbelief. Just to believe. You know, there was a man like that in the Old Testament, Ezekiel. And he was in a valley where there was no hope. With dry bones. And the Lord said to him, Ezekiel, can these bones live? You see, I learned from that man's wisdom. Ezekiel could not have said, yes, they can live, Lord. Because he was wondering, how? Dry bones. And if he says, no, they cannot live, it would have been an act of unbelief. And he said, Lord, down west. If they can live or they cannot live, it is you that knows how you will do it. Down west. Can you come to that level where you will say, Lord, even in this season of the delivery of that which belongs to me, it's only you that knows. All I know is that I will receive it. Down west. And then the Lord said, okay, since I'm the one that knows, prophesy. And a particular skull was looking for its neck. And gradually, there was life. And we have not gotten to that level of hopelessness yet. And we cannot believe. These men were never part of it. The four lepers. In fact, they were not part of the prophecy. When it came, they were not even aware. They were where? At the entrance at the city gate. And the prophecy came in the city. And I am praying that as long as we remain under this commission, whether we are aware or not, whatsoever God is doing, it will include you. In the name of Jesus. 
And, you know, this man, at some point they said, there is famine in this land. There is nothing to eat here. And if we move into the other camp, they might kill us. And this man said, but why should we sit here till we die? Let us go at once. If they kill us, it's okay. But if we leave, we leave. You see, and I discovered that the portion that you will possess will not even come, even though the Lord has promised. There is need for contention with it. Even Jesus did. You remember it was Esther who also understood this principle. And she said, if I perish, I perish. And she confronted it. Did she perish? Did any one of the Jew lose his or her life? Not even one. Then I am simply praying and asking the Lord to strengthen my inner mind. That I may not be distracted with all manner of conspiracies we may be seeing even in this nation. Where it looks as if if you talk, it's a trouble. There is a portion for you. Even in government. You know, there was a time pastor instructed us and said, Walk, check the budget. Walk in there as a bona fide owner of that thing and take your portion. And um, several of us would have analyzed the situation and think it does not make sense. But sometimes the thing of faith really does not make sense until there is an activation. Now, about the lepers, you discover that the Bible says when they approach, and they were going in their chain. They go there and they said, there was not even noise in the camp. For the Lord went ahead of them and chased the enemies away. And when they started gathering and gathering, and they said to themselves, this is a day of good news. Let us not hide it unto ourselves. And they took that good news to the king. It will be a season of good news for every one of us. Even places where we will not have been able to reach because we now carry the good news. You will not even need permission or appointment of any man. Imagine men that cannot even enter the city. Now they are saying, let's take it to the king. When they carry the solution to the land, why won't they allow them? Can you just rise up on your feet as we talk to God? The Lord silenced every voice. Every voice. But first, they took a step of faith and they said, let us go. Just as also it was to Esther. And the Lord silenced Haman and his cohort because she took that step. Would you just ask the Lord to propel you forward? Propel me into that which you have will for me. Propel me. Let there be a force that is pushing me into that which you have will for me. Can you just talk to God this morning? There is a portion for you. And the Bible says, eyes have not seen. It does not even enter the heart of any man. And then are these men 
whom the Lord has willed. That which he has. What then is the correlation between you and the promise? Faith is no faith in itself except in the object of your faith. What is the object of your faith? Healing headache is okay. But if that is where it dwells, can you just ask the Lord? Help my faith also, Lord. You have been speaking of sevenfold restoration, sevenfold blessing, and today is 31st. And we are stepping into the eight months that signifies a new beginning. Lord, give me a new beginning. Usher me into this new beginning as it was unto the lepers. Helpless men, feeble men. Men that seem not to have hope for their life and destiny. But these were men that were enlisted. These were men that even the death of Jesus includes. Even including you and I. It was also meant to deliver our portion. And that portion must not be in vain. Talk to God. Even Samson, when they took his wife, he kindled fire with 300 foxes, tail to tail, and he set the entire place ablaze. Even though he made a major error in his life, what he did was correct. Have you been so complacent yet in Zion? Have you been so at ease in a land that is meant for you and to your seed. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Finally, can you just join your hand with someone and ask that even the church will not miss out of God's purpose in this season. In the name of Jesus. Can we pray a prayer of agreement? Not even the church. If Jesus is saying, I came to set fire. And don't even think I came to make peace on this matter. No. I must get it. Then we must also get it. The violence that this demands. Lord, let it devolve on the church. And help us to understand it. Yes, we have power. Thank God. We have authority. But we have been so at ease. Lord, give us this violence. The violence of the Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Father, we honor you this morning. Thank you for your word. Is yea and amen. We receive it, amen, into every life. And let it be so. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website www.rccgthroneroom.org You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.